Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to turn your garden into a smart garden on News Radio 830 WCCO. Smart Gardens, an hour of expert advice and answers to all of your lawn and gardening questions. You can call 989-9226 or text us at 81807. Now, here's Denny Lawn with this week's Smart Garden. Yes, indeed, here on 830 WCCU. It's a Saturday time once again for our Smart Garden show. And here again, Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener, is back with us. Good, good to, morning. Nice to see you again. And it's good to see We've you. We've changed seasons since you were here we last. We have. <laughs> wow. What it's a, a little difference. chillier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But some of us are hoping that things will moderate a little bit. I think they'll, yeah, yeah. then they'll get really cool. You never know, though. You never know. It's Minnesota. Right. Uh, we uh, will welcome your phone calls uh, concerning Lawn or Garden Talk, uh, any of it, phone call or text messages, 651-989-9226. Keep in mind, uh, we always tend to get really busy during this show. So if you have a Lawn or Garden question, now is your chance. Don't wait. Uh, call us or text us, 651-989-9226. Uh, text is 81807. You brought a pal of yours today. I brought a pal of mine. This is Randy and uh, Randy Rao. He's also a master gardener, Hennepin County intern. Rod, Randy was here before. He was yes. here helping before. us out. So we've got a lot of brain power in here. Yes. 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 That's good. Well, you know, a little bit. <laughs> we do. It is early. So now's your chance. Um, I think many, <laughs> including me, many of us were taken a little by surprise right. with this. And maybe we weren't as prepared as we should have been. Right. For, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But what should we have done? Well, you know, we we can still be planting bulbs. The daffodils okay. should be in already, but um, somebody I know doesn't have their daffodils in yet, so she's got to get them in soon, um, and some other bulbs. But, you know, you can plant your tulips up until the ground freezes. Uh, you need to keep mowing when the ground dries out a little bit. Um, as long as your grass is growing, you need to keep it mowed. And, uh, you know, mulching, mulching mowers are great on those leaves, and just let the leaves work right back into the lawn. Unless you, you have can. two or three feet of them. Unless you have two or three feet, then yeah. you're going to have to rake them or blow them or do something else yeah. to them. But it's way too early to be putting on the winter mulch for the gardens. That's way too early for that. Okay. And if your perennials didn't get killed by a frost, you don't need to cut them back yet. All right. Things to uh, make Things a list. Things to do, but to do. you probably need to clean up the veggie garden because probably Me. everything is dead there. Pretty much so. <laughs> or most everything. Here's a text message that just came in. I have a small Meyer lemon tree, 18 inches high. It has blossoms on it. Can I transplant it now to a larger pot or will it disrupt the blooms? It would disrupt the blooms. Oh, I would wait. I would wait. Make sure you've got it in the house and just keep it well watered as you're bent taking care of it. Um, and yeah, unless you don't care, but it's not a good time to be transplanting plants right now. Spring is usually better when they're coming out and it's getting more light and they seem to start growing. That's a really good time to be transplanting. So just wait until March. Getting back to lawns, uh, I know we're probably going to get a question, text or phone call about um, 
Dormant seating. Is it too early to do that yet? Too early for dormant seating. When is a good time to dormant seat? You want to do that just a little bit before we get that snowfall that you think is going to stay here. Okay. Um, And and you want to make sure then that when you're dormant seating, it's when you put down the seed and you don't expect it to grow this year. Um, So you've got to put it down. You've got to make sure you have good seed to soil contact because if it just sits on top of your grass, it's not going to do anything. Um, and uh, I try to do it, or if you were going to do it, do it just before the snow. Otherwise, a lot of the birds will take the bird seed and things like that. 651-989-9226. If you want to phone in your lawn or garden question, 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Here's a listener who just moved here from Tennessee. Stephen says, how short do I cut my lawn to prepare for winter? You know, um, thankfully, Sam Bauer has instructed me on the proper way of doing this now. Um, because we used to say, cut your lawn a little bit shorter toward the fall. And that's Sam, what I always heard. Yep, right. that's what, and that's what we used to say. And now they've changed that, that you don't really need to do that. Um, and if you need to cut it shorter, you should do it just a little bit each time. So you don't do one cut at the end where it's really short. So don't cut it really short. Um, you know, if you've been mowing it high, you can mow it maybe down to, if you've been mowing three inches, maybe down to two and a half. Um, you know, and that's as far as I would go on it. You don't really need to cut it shorter. They they found that it doesn't really leave a lot, so much organic matter on that you're getting snow molds. I always thought, too, and Sam has, has brought it, I think it was during the fair, uh, Sam brought it, uh, as far as core aeration. Mm-hmm. I always thought, gee, it would be great if I did that every year, but he said you don't have to do that every year. No, unless your ground gets really compacted, okay. like you have yeah. the Vikings practicing out on your lawn or something. <laughs> then, But their cleats might do a little aeration, but little I don't aeration. think so. But, um, yeah, if you have, like, you know, do it every two or three years or every something. Every two or three yeah. years, yeah. They, um, I know that he in one of his um, lectures that I went to, he says every other year. Every other year would adequate, be ideal. It's that's adequate fine. for aeration. More, more than enough. Well, that's yes. good to know. All right, let's see. i tell you what, we have uh, callers on the line. Let's uh, let's see if we can't get to it. Uh, Doris is first up here from Forest Lake. Doris, you're on CCO. Thank you. Hi, Doris. Hi. I've got a burning bush that's getting really large, and I'm wondering if this is a good time of year to cut it back. And if so, how how much can I cut it back? Um, I, to be honest with you, I wouldn't do any kind of pruning at this time of the year. Um, just because unless the only time you're really doing anything as far as pruning at this time of year, if it's diseased, which is probably not going to be, or if there's dead matter in there, what you're probably going to want to do is wait until um, mid-spring, like March or April, when they first start coming out of bud. That's going to give them the best chance, <clears throat> excuse me, to... To, to grow out in a timely fashion, uh, unless it's really unsightly, I would not recommend any kind of pruning at this time of the year whatsoever unless you're absolutely, unless unless it's a, a fix-it kind of prune. Yeah. Okay. And and you can cut it back uh, instead of just topping it. Um, that makes a lot of growth at the top, so you get like a poodle look on it. Just take some of those big branches all the way to the ground and, um, you know, one or two cuts on the top to kind of shape it a little bit. And just keep up on it every two or three years for renewal pruning. You should be okay. Texter says, I planted garlic bulbs 10 days ago. Is it too late? And should I mulch it and water it? No, garlic's fine right now. Um, wait, I'd wait until you mulch it. You probably don't need to water. We've got enough moisture in the ground. And you're fine. Don't worry about them. Ray says or asks this, how far should I cut Wygelia back for the winter? None. 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 <laughs> again, again, the pruning. You, you don't need People to want do- to prune at this time of the year, which it I just don't get. But 
Well, it, you know, they're trying to clean up, and it's right. just that should have all been done by August. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. In a new house, and then we have to take a quick break. In a new house, Texter says, there are raspberries. Please tell me about pruning. Again, no pruning until probably January, February. I would go to the extension site, extension.umn.edu. They have an excellent page on raspberries. Clicking on the garden tab, it's an excellent page. And before the hour is up, we'll mention that uh, website more exactly. than once, too. So hang on, everybody. We'll uh, take a quick break here with more Lana Garden Talk straight ahead. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here on 830 WCC. We have callers. We have texters. There is one line open if you want to phone in your uh, question at 651-989-9226. We do have some text messages, too, and if that form is easier for you, 81807. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Teresa and uh, Randy are in studio helping us out today. Let's see who's been waiting. Uh, Peg and Egan is next up here. Thank you, Peg. Hi, Peg. Hey, Peg. Thank you. Um, I wonder if you can tell me what to do with the seed pods from calla lilies. That's an interesting question. To be honest, I honestly don't know. Um, I would probably go to the University of Florida, extensionumn.edu, and see if they have something on that. Um, Florida is really good with tropicals, and I might check there. That would be a really good place. Otherwise, I would think you could plant them knowing that they're a tropical. They don't need to go through dormancy or anything like that. You want to make sure they're ripe and then plant them on. But I have no idea how viable they would be or what their germination is or anything. But I wonder if, like you suggested, that you could Google, Google the University of Florida. Google, Google it and then just put like um, calla lily seeds edu and that will get you to one of the universities. Huh. And I'm guessing probably Florida. There you go, Peg. Good luck. Jerry in Watertown is uh, next up. Jerry, you're on CCO. Hi, Jerry. Hi. Uh, got a problem with creeping Charlie. It just seems to be taking over my lawn. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Plow it, plow it up, plow it up, or try and spray it, or whatever. Um, I'm trying to get a, a, a commercial sprayer to do something. But they haven't been able to do anything yet. What do you okay. think about that? For yeah, um, creeping Charlie. Um, it's a good time now to be spraying it with uh, something that says it's for creeping Charlie. There's some really good um, uh, broadleaf weed killers that will work fine in your lawn. Uh, you're going to have to really probably do it again in the spring when it's blooming. Um, rake up as much as you can after it's dead. Uh, if you if you do decide to redo your whole lawn, and here I would say to go to extension.umn.edu and see, you know, how bad is the lawn? Is it 50% gone, 80% gone? You may need to redo the whole thing. Understand that there's a seed base of Creeping Charlie, a seed bank in your yard, and when you're moving that soil, you're bringing those seeds up to the surface again, so you may not be stopping the problem um, by, by killing everything and putting down sod. It may come up through the sod. Um, but I would go ahead, treat it now with a broadleaf weed killer. Make sure you read and follow the instructions. It has to be a certain temperature. And I don't know if we're going to make it to those temperatures. I, I honestly yeah. don't know because I think it has to be above 60, but I'm not sure. Please read the instructions. If it's too cold, don't bother putting it down because it's not going to help. Yep. Okay, Jerry, thank you. Linda. Thank you. Linda's calling from Stacy. Linda, you're on CCO. Hi, Linda. Good morning. I have peonies that have been in the same spot for about 10 years. When do I go about moving them to a new location? What time of year? 
I hear you. There's two times that you would want to plant those or transplant those. Your first season is probably going to be in the spring. So what I would do is I would not worry about it until next spring. And then when you do do it, I would prep the hole first, find out where it's going to go, dig it up um, so that you're not having to do that during the transplant and do it. Obviously, as soon as the ground is is thawed enough and is warmed enough, so in the in the spring, uh, the second best time would be <clears throat> would probably be about a would have been about a, about two or three weeks ago, um, bearing the the season that we're having right now. But your first option would be in the spring. And and if you when you do transplant them, I usually would suggest moving them in August. But if you do transplant them or move them, you do run the risk of them not blooming for two to three years afterwards. Right, Make right. sure you plant them at the same depth they were before if they were blooming or a titch bit higher. You want those little eyes to be about an inch to less than an inch below the surface of the soil. And if you divide them, you will be knocking out the flowers for about three years. They hate to be moved. Mm. They have deep roots. They do not like to be moved. 651-989-9226. I see a line open if you'd like to use it or send a text, 81807. Our Smart Garden Show around every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour brought to us by those good folks down near Jordan, Minnesota, by the yard, outdoor furniture. We'll talk about that in a matter of minutes. Uh, guys, a texter says this, uh, so I have not blown out the sprinkler system. I will in a couple of days. Will I have problems this weekend? Will my pipes freeze? I don't think the ground is. No, the ground, no, the ground is not, isn't frozen. The ground's, yeah. not, the ground's not. So a couple cold. more days, you should be. Should yeah. be fine. Yeah. I mean, if you've had if you've had a week of really sub freezing yeah. temperatures, obviously, but yeah. And and you know when your ground is freezing because you walk on it and it starts to feel right. hard. It's so that's always a good thing service. to do if you don't have a, ther- a soil thermometer. I'm looking at uh, the high for tomorrow. We could get up to 48. Wow. Uh, possibly, <laughs> yeah, all the way up to 48. <laughs> And uh, Tuesday, maybe 37. So, yeah, it's uh, it's probably time it's to do it. It's getting time yeah. to do it, yeah. All right. A texter says uh, this. Uh, why do my maples appear less colorful than they did when I bought them at the nursery? They look good this year, but not as brilliant uh, brilliant rather as they looked a few years ago when I bought them. Well, you know, as as the trees mature, they're, they're going to run into different stressors during the season. For the most part, most of the trees look pretty darn good this year with all the weather we've had. It's just, it's just they're going to be different every year, um, and that's about it. It's just how the weather is. Back to the text screen. Uh, how about wintering geraniums? Wintering geraniums. Yep. You have some options there. You can bring them in, cut them back, treat them as a house plant. You can um, remove them from the pots. Cut them back, shake off most of the roots, put them in a paper bag, and hang them up in a cool, damp place in your basement. Um, what else can you do? That's about it. That's we've what, had or we've take had, cuttings, right? We have we've had a rather large geranium now for about ten, twelve years. We do that same thing: cut it way back, bring it inside, find some light in the house, and just forget about it. Yep, it does well. Yep. Text number is eight one eight zero seven. Here's another one that says: Should I be cutting back hydrangeas? Step away from the pruners. <laughs> just, <laughs> just step away and nobody gets hurt. Step away. Step away from the pruners. <laughs> Drop them and kick them out in front Drop of you. Yep. Next spring. Give us the pruners. Fine. We'll give them. Okay. I guess that's the answer. <laughs> uh, a texter says, I want to buy an African violet. Any tips? I know what they look like, but not much more than that. 
Um, you know, it's just look. Yeah, just look for a nice, healthy one. Um, they like to be tight in their pots, so you don't need a big pot for them. They like to be tight. Um, just buy the one that you like. Uh, there is a um, uh, Minnesota uh, African Violet Society that, if you're getting into African violets and plants like that, you can join them. They have wonderful information um, online too. Uh, but just look for a nice, healthy plant, pretty flowers, nice green leaves, and you'll be fine. Uh, keep in mind, we have another half hour of the show to go. We're going to take a break right now. But if you want to get in via phone, 651-989-9226, uh, or send us a text, 81807. And while we're heading that the break, uh, Teresa, why don't you give the university website again? Extension.umn.edu. Very good. Hang on. More show to come here. More Smart Garden here on 830WCCO. Temperature reading 32. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show, brought to us every week by our friends at By the Yard Patio Furniture. Uh, in the Twin Cities, 32, as you heard, and uh, we have a, a line open. If you have a lawn or garden question by phone, you can call it in right now, 651-989-9226, or send us a text, and we'll get back to the text messages in a moment. That number is 81807. In fact, why don't we uh, grab a quick text here? Soil pH is 7 if dormant seeding, I think they want to say, do I need to add stuff to the soil? Do I use starter fertilizer if a dog uses the yard? Can I still seed? Um, you can still seed if your dog uses the yard. It's just going to kill the seeds wherever the dog um, urinates or defecates. Um, the 7 pH is fine. It's That's that's what most of our pHs are, 7, 7.5 here. Okay. Grass is fine with that. All right, good. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Charlotte is calling from uh, Coon Rabbits. Go ahead, Charlotte. Thank you. Hi, Charlotte. Hi, Charlotte. Hi. Good morning, you guys. Thanks for your show. Mm-hmm. I have a question about grass seed. Uh, we didn't use all of it with a planting project this summer, and I'd like to keep it over the winter and reuse it next spring. How how do I do that? How do I store it? You know, I'd probably put it in like a uh, a mason jar, like a canning jar. Um, just put the lid on tight and put it in your in your crisper in the refrigerator. Just keep it there. Um, it'll be fine. It stays nice and cool. And because it's a sealed container, it won't dehydrate or get too much um, too much moisture in it. And then when you bring it out, make sure it comes to room temperature first, and then open up the jar because you don't want any condensation in there. And take out what you need, but do mark it so that you remember what's in the jar. We're talking about this off the air. Might it be too late in the season to aerate our lawns? I think it is yeah. too late to aerate. The yeah. lawns just wet more than anything. Yeah, it's okay. too wet, and the lawns don't have time to recover. Right. Okay. So just because winter is coming, it really is. Yeah, you look out your window, it's kind of here. Yeah. So. Can we count on that now? It, yes, you can okay. count yes. on that. You can take that one to the bank. Okay. It will be here. Texter says, I have some small headed chicks in three small containers. With about two inches of soil, mm-hmm. should I leave them outside or should I bring them in for the winter? I would bring, bring them, them in. I don't think they're yeah. gonna. They're not. They won't make it outside no. unless you sink the containers into the right. soil. But I would bring them in inside. Okay, the best way. Oh, I've done this over the years. The best way to get rid of buckthorn and when? Now's a good time. Now, yep. yep. And then any any means possible. Yep. <laughs> Pull it out. Cut it back if you're going to cut it. Uh, cut it as close to the ground as possible, and then treat it with um with like a stu- uh, not a stump remover um a brush killer, killer. Uh, uh something something as soon as you cut 
put, apply the chemical to the open wound, um, you don't want to wait too long because it starts sealing up. Yep, it starts sealing up. Those things are tough. They mm-hmm. are tough, yeah. yep. And yep. the thing is, again, just like the Creeping Charlie, it has a seed bank in the soil. So there's like a, and those seeds can last, you know, 20, 50 years. Wow. Yeah, it's not so, going to be a one and done type No, deal. you're going to have to keep on top right. of it, yeah. All right. Uh, let's go back to the phones, guys. Uh, Helen is calling from Mora, Minnesota. Go ahead, Helen. Hi, Helen. Hello, Helen. Hi. I have a stargazer oriental lily mm-hmm. that I would like to separate. Uh, when would be the best time? I would do that in the spring. It's just a little too late right now to um, to dig it up and have those bulbs, um, have the bulb, uh, the corm whichever, um, uh, adjust again. I would do it first thing in the spring. So mark it very well. And then when you do dig in the spring, dig deeper than you think because a lot of those lily bulbs pull themselves deeper into the soil. So rather than digging down where you think the bulb is and cutting into it, dig a little out and a little deeper than you think you'd have to go and then pull it up and divide it how you want to divide it. And go to the website extension.umn.edu on how to divide it. Okay, 651-989-9226 is our phone number. Let's see who is next. Uh, Jean is calling from Champlin. Go ahead, Jean. Hi, Jean. Hi, good morning. Good morning. My question is, I have a uh, yucca plant, that's a potted yucca plant that's about maybe three feet high. Yep. How do I bring that in for the winter? Okay, for bringing any plants in, what you want to do is, you know, a month ago you would have liked to put them in the shade so they get used to less light. Then just before you bring them in, you give them a really good bath. Um, get rid want, of anything that's on the leaves. Yep, you want to give it a good bath. All the right, bugs. Right, wash the, the bugs. pot really well under the pot, the saucer. If there's any uh, debris on the soil, take that off. Bring them into the house. If you need to cut them back, you will, but you won't cut your yucca. But other plants like hibiscus, you could prune back. Bring them into the house. Keep them separated from your other plants for two to three weeks to make sure nobody came in with them. And then put them in the brightest spot in your house and take care of them as a house plant. Very good, Gene. Thank you for the call. Let's go to uh, Norwood Young America. Colleen is there. Colleen, you're on CCO. Hi, Colleen. Good morning. I bought a potted hyacinth plant last spring, and it bloomed. And then I kind of just set it out on the deck and forgot about it. But now I noticed it starts growing again. Should I bring it in and just let it bloom, or can I still plant it out in the garden? You know, you have yeah. you could go either way on that one. Normally, when they're forced, they don't get uh, the, it wrecks them, and they don't do that well. Um, but bring it in, um, you know, enjoy it if you want to, or plant it right away outside and just hope for the best. Um, it may or may not bloom for you, and and the next bloom might not be as beautiful as the first one was. If you want to send a text message, 81807. Speaking of text, here's somebody that wants to know why you say not to, meaning I always cut back my hydrangeas. Why do you say not to? (laughs) Well, there's a lot of reasons. When you cut a plant, you cause a chemical in the plant that says grow. So where you've made the cut, it's going to probably put on new growth in that area. The plant should be going into dormancy right now. So it's going to take energy that should be going down into the roots and into dormant, into dormancy carbohydrates. It's going to take that and use that energy to make new growth. In addition, the new growth is not going to be hard enough to make right. it through winter. So it's kind of like a double hit for the plant. Now, you can prune something back if it's like going to bonk you in the head or it's going to get it's hit the by the snowblower. Yeah, and, and diseased and dead you always can right. take back. But the 
But but that's why we say not to prune. Like you should be having most of your pruning done by September or August. Um, before September comes, all your pruning should be done, and then you do it again in the spring. I wonder if this text uh, might uh, do well with uh, uh, at least the university's website or some website. They want to know some of the history of the Buckeye tree. Wow! And what's the proper way to grow them? Oh, well, actually, you know, that's funny. Um, I just saw the city had planted some buckeyes on one of the boulevards. Ah. I drove by and I'm going, that's a buckeye leaf I see there, um, which surprised me. Um, I don't know the history. Um, I would just Google that, buckeye. Okay. And, yes, you can plant them. They grow here just fine. They do have some chemical in them, sort of like a black walnut, where they kind of inhibit some growth around them, but I don't think it's as bl- bad. Bad as a black bad walnut. As I don't know. The are, they in the same, are they in the same genus? I don't no, they're an A-E something genus, I think. So I can't remember what Well, you guys is. are talking shopping. Uh, sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Mary is calling from uh, Shoreview. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. Hey, Mary. Good morning. I have uh, bring my geranium plants in usually and cut them back and store them in a dark closet all mm-hmm. winter yep. long. Yep. But this year they are so Beautiful. Someone mm-hmm. said I could just leave them all winter long in the in a sunny window. Yep. That- yep. You can. Yep. My grandma always grew geraniums in the house. I never understood that people put them out till I moved to this till I moved further south, um, because we don't get much sun up north. But um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and treat them as a house plant. Right. They're a beautiful house plant. If they get enough sun, they'll do all yep. right. They'll yep. be beautiful. Let's go back to the phones. Paul is uh, calling from uh, Columbia Heights. Paul, good morning. You're on CCO. Hi, Paul. Hi. Paul. Hi good morning. I have a couple of uh, linden trees and ash trees. I wanted to remove uh, the lower branches, the lower limbs, to create some space under the canopy. Is it better to wait till spring to do that, or can I do that now? Definitely, I would wait until it's spring. Yep. Here again, we keep reiterating yep. the, the pruning and, and stuff, and like Teresa says, um, you're setting in, into motion stuff that you're gonna. It's gonna be, get caught outside with. Very little clothes on, essentially, because it, it's it's starting uh, a, a new new bud Session growth, of growth yeah. and 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 you're going to have killing frost. So yeah, I would I would definitely um, exercise some patience and wait until next spring. And what you might want to do is tie um, little ribbons or something around yep. the branches you so want to take. Which ones you so want. you remember. Go ahead. You can start that in the end of January if you want to go out there, um, and and you could do those pruning on those January, February, March, whatever makes the best most fun for you. Um, also consider you only want to take off twenty five percent of the tree at any time. So take a good look at those trees. If I take off this branch, is that about 25% of the canopy? Well, I really want to remove another branch. You have to do that one next year. So so figure it out first and then decide which ones you take off. And it may be a two or three year right. thing, but mm. um, take off that lower branch so it stops hitting you in the face every time when you mow. And, and, yeah. and, and step away too. And do a yeah. couple of cycles around it. Take a look back off like five, 10 feet away from it. Take a look at structurally how it's going to look. How it's going to look, yeah. Makes sense. Uh, Josh is calling from Plymouth. Uh, Josh, you're on CCO. Good morning. Hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. Good morning, guys. Uh, for my lawn that is not covered with snow, is it too late to put a winterizer down? Yes. Yeah. Well, I would say yes. They used to say, you know, up to Halloween, but now we're saying just one time in February. So right. I probably I would wouldn't wait. fertilize it now. Yeah. Okay. I think it was a good question because, especially, what it if we get some? Question. What if we get some moderating uh, temperatures? Right, too? right. And 
it's yeah. getting it's getting close though. Yeah, if not I would just passed. let it go. Yep, Next just let year. it go because because the it may wash away too much with some rains That's and true not too. get absorbed and and yeah, so I would just let it go. I wonder where Jerry in Owatonna's question is. Jerry, what is your question? Hi, Thank Jerry. You. Yes, good morning to you. Just uh, follow up on the previous question: uh, fertilizer, uh, fertilizing lawn for uh, winter. Um, you see a very uh, large variation in the price of fertilizer, you know, between the stores and whatever. Mm-hmm. And going by the same numbers, is there a deviation in the in the filler products in the in the fertilizer bag, or what gives it such a variance of the price you know it's it's a it's kind of like buying um a store brand or a generic it's that buys into it a little bit you know if you're if you're going with a 10 10 10 you know the uh the the 70 percent of that's going to be filler right uh, in each bag then so um it it doesn't really it's up to you what you want to buy it's um you know and I, the quality I, is in there. I mean it's yeah. one of those things where the quality is in the issue of, of the of the price. Right. And then you also want to go from a reputable dealer and a reputable mm-hmm. place. I would avoid you know, I would avoid big box and I would anytime you go fertilizer, I would go to like your garden centers. Yeah, uh, and if you do have a question, go to your local garden center. They're very knowledgeable. They're gonna know. And and they're local and they're people that, that know what's going on in your neighborhood and so they're a little more localized and they always have good good help there. So go to your local garden center. They'll they won't steer you wrong because they want to keep your business. All right. We have to take a break. Okay. But we have more show to come. Cool. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Or send us a text, and we'll pick up on more of those, too, when we come back. That number is 81807. It's a Saturday. We'll be right back with more Smart Garden here on 830-WCCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our Smart Garden show. We are here every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour brought to us by... By the yard patio furniture, among other things they have. Um, I'll tell you what, Teresa and Randy are in studio helping us out. We have texters as usual, Teresa, you know that. Yep. Uh, and callers too. Mary is calling from Farmington. Mary, what's your question, please? Hi, Mary. Hi. I'm calling about Japanese beetles. Yes. Okay. They kind of laced up by linden out front, the leaves mm-hmm. of the linden. Oh, they love lindens. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to do it too. And I have heard that there is some kind of a product you can put on the ground underneath the tree mm-hmm. that will kill the larvae when they hatch in the spring. Um, well, the university now is saying not to use the, um, the, the grub killers unless you're having a grub problem in the lawn, that it's not really worth it because your linden tree will act as a beacon and they'll fly from other other areas. So not mo- most of the beetles that you're seeing in your tree came from somewhere else. They aren't in your yard. Um, so, so if you're not having a grass problem with the grass being killed by the by the by feeding the of the beetles of the grubs, then you are not you should not use a grub killer. Um, and and you could treat the tree with a systemic, but lindens flower, and I think those flowers attract a lot of pollinators, so you would be impacting and killing those pollinators too. So it's kind of tough. Um, what I would suggest is understand your trees are. Try to keep them as healthy as you possibly can, no stress on them, and try to invite as many birds into your yard as possible. The birds are starting to eat the Japanese beetles, mm. and, and, and so bring and, and grow a diverse bunch of plants in your yard, and, and you know, maybe the lindens are just going to be eaten. It just, it just is what the it's beetles are. It's a reality. Are. Yeah, it's reality. 
Texter says that we, we've had a few uh, questions about Creeping Charlie today. Yes. Can you kill Creeping Charlie for good with Roundup? I'm not in need of protecting any other plants among the Creeping Charlie, around the Creeping Charlie. Roundup will work at the yep. proper time. Um, it, but it kills it, everything. Right? It kills, it kills everything. everything. It's non-selective. And it probably is too cold right now to right. be using it. Right. So wow. you have to read the instructions to see what temperature always, it needs to be. Yeah, always follow the label instructions. I'd the wait until label next year. is the law. Yep. Uh, give me some tips, Texas says, for transplanting my orchid. Oh, I love orchids. Um, I'm going to assume it's the the um, or, uh, the moth orchid. Um, so what you do is you take it out of the bark chips it's in. Um, just those little roots are all happy. Get a get the container that you want to put it. Um, put the put the orchid in the bottom and start filling up bark um, uh, bark chips around it and kind of wiggle the the plant around a little bit and keep bringing it up and adding more bark so the roots are kind of covered by the bark and and everything else and and you just kind of bring it up to level so you're kind of jiggling it around and then just give it a good drink of water that's all you have to do um their their um aerial roots they're they're non they don't live in the soil. They live on trees. So so you don't need to put soil in there. You want to redo the bark. And you have to redo the bark every so often. They like tight containers. You probably don't need to do a bigger container, just fresh bark. Okay, let's go back to the phones. Brian is calling from Minnetonka. Good morning, Brian. Hey, Brian. Good Brian. Good morning, and thanks for your show. See, I bought some smooth sumac uh, shrubs about a month ago, and I didn't get them in the ground yet. Can I put them... In the back of the house, in you know, like a flower bed with some fresh dirt and compost, in the pail still with some leaves, and then yep, yep, transplant yep. them next year. Yep, yep. Just, that's called hospitalizing yep. your beds or hospitalizing them, and it's a temporary service. Yeah, we I do that all the time. Is it if I don't get stuff into the ground, I'll just dig a small hole and keep it in the container, and then just mound it heavily, and then just keep it um, well insulated so that it doesn't go through the thaw-freeze processes in the interim seasons. So just sink those plants into the soil and bring them up next spring. Right. Okay. Matt is calling from Madison Lake. Good morning, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hi, good morning. Say, on our uh, deck, we uh, put some morning glories, but we planted them late. But they turned out just beautiful, enormous in that. But I'm wondering, uh, I don't see any seed pods on them because maybe it was later. Uh, is there a, where do you find the seeds? Um, the uh, seeds would be right where the flowers were, and it could be that all, and the flowers only last a day, so then the seeds ripen and they fall pretty quick, so you don't see a lot of pods hanging on them. Um, so they'll probably just, if you, I don't know if you put them in pots or if you had them in the soil. Um, so if they're in the soil, they're probably just reseeded or the seeds fell onto the soil around the deck or there's so, or there could be seeds in the pots. Okay. Thank you, Matt. Let's go back to uh, text messages. What's the best way to maintain potted coleus over the winter? Should it die back? You can use it as a houseplant. I would use it as a houseplant. I don't know that that one does very well dying back like a geranium. I think it would die, die. Um, If you don't want to bring it in, don't want to use it as a houseplant, take some cuttings and root the cuttings out. Here's an interesting question. Can I use the blueberries from my red cedar tree in recipes that call for juniper berries? I believe those are junipers, if it is a juniper. 
Um, you have to identify your plant. I, the, you know, you have to know the Latin. So that's why common names can be confusing. But if it's a juniper, then those are the blueberries, and those are what they use in gin and juniper berries for wild cooking um, game and things like that. Somebody was looking for a way to, to, to keep the spruce trips or pine boughs, boughs lasting longer, wondering when I can cut and decorate for Christmas, but want them to last through the season. Oh, okay. I would do that as soon as it, it's a timing thing. So I in, in the past, what I do is, is you do your cutting and do it as close to when it's going to get a hard frost as possible. Yep. And then and then water, water, water. And then when it does freeze, it freezes it in there. And then, and then that would maintain the viability or the viability um, way later into the winter time. And you can also spray. There's um, there's waxy sprays you can spray on it. Um, one common brand is Wiltproof, but there's a bunch of other ones, and it just covers them and and seals in the the moisture. In you can use that on your wreath and your other garland and things like that. Can tulip bulbs still be planted, or how can they be kept for next year? Plant those tulips right now. Okay, let's see. Do, 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 bought a, uh, this is the text screen, bought a strawberry plant in a large container last spring and it did well bearing fruit over the summer. How do I deal with it over the winter? You've got to sink it into the ground and uh, pot those, put the strawberries in the ground or bring it in and try to keep it over winter as a house plant. It won't, it probably will not live above ground in the container. Right. We talked earlier about buckthorn, but somebody sent a text later saying, could you please elaborate more on the buckthorn as, uh, and how long can you treat it uh, through the winter is the question. You know what I would do? I would go to the extension website if possible. They have some really good tips on buckthorn busting. Um, even just Google buckthorn busters, that would work. Uh, is it all right to still lay sod? I've heard people can lay sod. Yep. Lay sod. It's go snowing. for it. Yep. Yep. What, yeah. So till till almost freezing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. As long as you have a good soil base, it, it should be fine. Yeah. Somebody else wants to cut back their perennials now. Yeah. Um, uh, you, you can if, yeah. if you got a lot, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have a lot that I have to deal with. But wait until it wait until it turns to mush. Yeah, it's easier. It's you know, and and as long as they're growing and right. green, they're photosynthesizing and we're getting energy. So it's up to you. And it's all good for that in yeah. the in the spring. We are just about out of okay. time. Good to see you guys Good again. Good to see right, you. Cool. Thank you Thank, for your help. Thank, Thank you, you for your help. And uh, we're going to be back again next week. What's that university website real fast? Extension.umn.edu. Excellent. Thank you guys very much. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.